pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 183. Today I'm going to chat with Jeff Combs and Brian Church from Battle Buddy 3 Gun, discuss another new anti-gun bill that's been proposed, highlight the new Springfield RDP, and talk about Elon Musk's response to a Washington Post hit piece. I'm your host, Ava Flanell, and Jeff, Brian, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Happy to be here. Good. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. Jeff, are you also in South Carolina? I am not. I, he wishes I he was. From, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. Tell's the weather right now. Uh, a week ago, I had 12 inches of snow on the ground, and it was about 65 today. Okay. So. Well, that's great. <laughs> if we could just switch, that would be great because <laughs> I'm in Colorado. The snow here finally melted. Okay, cool. I'm starting to finally see the end of the tunnel. And then as soon as all the snow pretty much melted enough where I could wash my car, it dumped another foot of snow last night. And I'm just so over it. I'm so sick of the snow and I'm tired of shoveling my driveway. I need a husband. No, <laughs> oh, no, I'm just sick of it. I'm so ready for spring. Just need I don't to get understand why people live in places where it snows like that. It's just not, no fun at all. I don't understand how people can live where it rains for like two months straight. That was a one-time thing. It's it's over. The sun's back, so we're good. <laughs> hey, look, just because it stopped raining for like a day doesn't mean it's over, okay? Trust me. I know because right. it's good snowing. <laughs> hey, no no talk about rain. We got an event coming up. Okay, yeah. yeah no true. rain. No rain. <laughs> Nobody out there do the rain dance with the rain sticks and all that. We're not right. asking for Right, keep that on the West yep. Coast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into it, Smith and Wesson. I don't know if you guys are fans of 1911s, but it's one of those guns that's sort of a staple gun in everyone's collection. I have a few 1911s. I don't think I've mentioned any 1911s made by Smith & Wesson before. I'm always covering all of their other stuff, but they have a really nice lineup. They have a bunch of different models to choose from, including subcompact, full-size, the E-series. They all feature stainless steel for the majority of the parts, with the exception of the frame on the subcompact, which is made out of scandium for weight reduction. They're available in typical 45 ACP, 9mm, like everything else Smith & Wesson makes, they're built really well, so I'd highly recommend check them out. That is at smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, guys. I have to admit, I have not heard of Battle Buddy 3-Gun before. We have a mutual friend who put me in touch with you guys, and I looked at your social media. I love what you're doing. But for people who are like me and haven't heard of Battle Buddy 3-Gun, can you just give us an idea of what it is? Jeff, go ahead and get your passion behind this one and answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Battle Buddy 3-Gun is essentially an organization that is bringing the sport of 3-Gun shooting to people in wheelchairs. It currently, as far as we are aware, does not exist. We've had people from San Diego, Houston, New York, Tampa, 
all say that they think it's awesome. And you'll see one or two shooters in a wheelchair here mm-hmm. that's shooting in an able-bodied competition. But Battle Buddy 3-Gun is taking the concept that Brian and I both learned in the Marine Corps of having a Battle Buddy with you and partnering up and being on a team and shooting a full match that is taken into consideration and essentially built for disabled shooters to be able to participate. Nice. Everyone who participates in this is disabled. Um, no, the fundraiser, we have uh, able-bodied people shooting as well. There's a wheelchair division. Okay. Um, so if you want to come in, you want to set PRs and, and do that, you're more than welcome to. But for those of you that want to try a new challenge and take up a team sport, it's a great opportunity. And you're not only getting to shoot, but you're making it possible for people with uh, physical disabilities to mm-hmm. be able to shoot as well. Nice. I love that. Let's just backtrack a little bit. So you guys are both in the Marine Corps, correct? You joined when you were 18? Yeah, actually, yeah, yes. we have uh, five founding members and we're all in the Marines. So that's kind of uh, shocking that all of us got together. Five Marines came up with a good idea. Surprise, surprise. It took five of you guys, so no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. That's what we just kept adding one more guy until we finally got it right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How did you guys all essentially meet? Was it in the Marines or? You, no, you know, Instagram. Brian, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the whole Instagram thing. Yeah, yeah. My company sponsored an event down in Florida and uh, we got some free shooter slots. And so we threw just kind of an open call out there on Instagram for any three gun shooters that wanted a free entry to send submissions and got a couple guys that submitted, went down, had a great time, and then came back and got introduced to Brian and We've got Hack, who's the comic of the group. Everything he says is is monotone and hilarious. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so you guys all served in the Marine Corps, which thank you for your service. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It is. Tell me about your guys' background and how you guys started Battle Buddy 3-Gun. So my background is military. I was in in the Marine Corps for five years. I was a helicopter mechanic. After that, I decided not to turn a wrench anymore because I couldn't fly in them. And I got into law enforcement in 2008 and did a little agency shopping. Finally found my home here in South Carolina in 2016. And uh, just, what was it, two years ago, I think, or a year and a half ago is when uh, we all kind of came together and found each other. And the idea of, of Battle Buddy Thringa was born. These guys wanted to compete in this amazing sport and didn't really have a, an avenue of how to do it. And then this is when the idea came about at uh, my kitchen table when we were all sitting around it pondering what could we do to make this happen. Nice. And then I don't know a ton about you guys, but do you mind if I ask, are you guys all disabled? No, just, uh, yeah, just myself and half. Unless you count mental disabilities, then we include (laughs) Brian. (laughs) Well, if that's the case, do you guys have room for one more? (laughs) Yeah, I think there's plenty of room for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. I really like the concept, especially because just the fact that you're in a wheelchair, you're disabled, it does limit your options to do a lot of things, which can suck. Even nowadays, there's not a lot of things that are even wheelchair accessible. For example, I'm Mm -hmm. a firearms instructor and my classroom's based on the second floor. And I had somebody who came in, where's the elevator? So that her husband could attend the class. And I wasn't even thinking, but I don't have an elevator. She booked the class without even thinking. And Stuff like that made me feel bad because it's 2021 and yet not every building that you go to is wheelchair accessible and there's just so many limitations. And 
who would have thought also that three gun would have been one of them. It's something that I think a lot of us take for granted that we don't even think about. And I like that a lot of the people that do it, it's kind of like a equal playing field, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to go along with that, this is not by any means the first shooting sport for people in wheelchairs, Mm -hmm. but I'm 31. I hope I still got a lot of life left in me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not ready to just sit still and just plink targets and, and all that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just, that's just not me. That's not my personality. I want to get out there. As Jack says, I want to go fast. And so three gun is the perfect sport to do that with, in my opinion. And so that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about it because it's not just sitting down or, you know, staying stationary. You're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to huff and puff and really control your breathing and focus on your technique. And so that's just a huge draw to me Mm -hmm. as far as why three gun is where my passion is. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think it's also just amazing. I've had people on the show before who didn't have hands and yet they're competition shooters. And I'm a firm believer that sometimes life isn't fair and shitty things happen, but you're your biggest limitation. Yeah. You know, if you want to do something, go out and do it. Sure. If all these other people can do it, then. The one thing that I've learned the most was an event that was my very first event that I went to with disabled people that were skiing. And it was pretty wild because I saw people that were blind. I mean, like completely blind skiing down a mountain. And when I put myself in that situation, it's like, man, how can I say, you know, oh man, I can't do this or I can't do that when the proof is right there that all you have to do is have the passion and the drive to do it. And there's really, I've not found a whole lot in life these last 10 years that I was able to do before my injury and that I'm not able to do now. You just kind of have to find a little bit different way to do it. You have to adapt a few things. And that's really what we're trying to do with a Battle Buddy 3 gun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do you mind if I ask, did you get hurt while serving? Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I was in a motorcycle accident. I, okay. uh, I was hit on the highway riding towards base and paralyzed from uh, like my mid torso down. Wow. That's crazy. Riding a bike. It's so fun. I don't personally ride a bike. I don't know how. I don't even know how to drive a stick shift, but sometimes I'm the backpack of somebody who's riding. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of fun. But honestly, my parents, they used to be into bike riding and my mom stopped because accidents happen. And honestly, the fact that you even survived is pretty amazing because I hate to say it, but normally if there's a bike involved, just because you don't have anything covering you. Right. Yeah. It's a fun sport, but it's definitely a dangerous one. Let's go back and talk about Battle Buddy a little bit more. You guys, you're sitting around a table. You decide, okay, we're going to start this. Is it essentially just you guys coming up and then you guys just putting on these stages? Yeah, essentially. Well, our main goal is to do like a a two-day clinic where we travel around and put on just a training where it lasts for two days. So we can teach basic fundamentals of three gun, set up a stage or a course of fire. And then on the next day, we'll actually have one or two stages so the students can go from what they learned on day one and put it into full effect on day two. And that's more a, a training and awareness to get our name out there, to get people used to this sport. And if, if they want to compete, to, to come out to a, a national championship once we do get one on the calendar. And how do you guys decide where you're going to go? Right now, we want to reach out to any gun range that would host us, that's willing to host us. We don't really have a specific way. We just mm-hmm. putting our feelers out there and seeing if there's a range that will accept us and go from there. 
Okay, nice. I'm going to take a quick break real quick, talk about SB Tactical. If you guys have a standard AK pistol that doesn't have a rail on the back of it, there's a brand new brace from SB Tactical that will be shipping in April. The AKTF brace is a complete assembly designed to work with any AK pistol without drilling and tapping the back of the receiver. It installs just like some of the other AK adapters that I've mentioned before. Two prongs go under the pistol grip to hold the adapter securely to the gun without any modifications to the gun. The brace itself looks a lot like the TF-1913 brace, but it's a little bit different. It's a bit more rounded and ergonomic looking with a wider arm strap. The whole unit will go for $199 when it starts shipping next month. But just remember, if you use that code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off. And that is at sb-tactical.com. Do you guys get a lot of people that sign up that have never shot a gun before? Or typically the people that want to participate, they've shot guns, but now would be the first time that they're doing it in a wheelchair. So we get both kinds, actually. Um, We're still in our crawling stage of our organization, so we haven't been able to put on too many events. But we're willing to accept anybody who wants to participate in three-gun, whether they're brand new at shooting and never held a gun, or whether they're an experienced three-gunner that unfortunately got in an accident and then they're in a wheelchair. I mean, we are here to help anybody and everybody that we can. Nice. I just wanted to add in there that the great part about Battlewood A3 Gun is that because this is new, no matter how many rounds you've put down range, unless you've actually shot an intentionally disabled shooting event, it's going to be brand new to you. There's going to be things that you have to think about. As we've done practice stages throughout the past few months, there's just so much to remember and shooting the targets in the right course of fire and all that. What's great about this is everybody's new to the game. So whether that means you were a trigger puller for 20 years in the military or you're picking up a weapon for the first time, we're going to have training that can be beneficial for both an advanced shooter as well as a novice. And you can be as competitive as you want to be. You get a bunch of us alpha males around there, you know, we're going to start beating our chest and we might say it's not going to be competitive, but we all know that we're shooting for that top spot. So if you want to be competitive, come out, be competitive, push yourself. If you just want to come out and be part of the shooting community, more than welcome to come out and have a good time with us. It's really whatever you want to make it. Mm -hmm. Nice. I love that. How has COVID affected your guys' plans this year? Uh, Severely. We were trying to reach out to the PVA chapters. I think there's 46 or 47 throughout the nation, and everything's just been put on hold. Uh, We've been in contact with a few chapter presidents here and there and trying to organize things, and they said, let's try and figure something out for spring of this year. And that was talking to them back in November and December timeframe of last year. Gotcha. And you said PVA? Yeah, the PVA, Paralyzed Veterans of America. Okay. I understand everyone's trying to take precaution, but I do know that there are still some matches going on because it takes place outdoors, which definitely benefits as opposed to, okay, this was an indoor event. Well, and that's one of the things that I think we kind of, as an organization, got together and talked about, whereas a lot of people with physical disabilities don't want to go out because to get on a plane, you've got to have like 16 people touch you and help you lift and do all that and be all up in your face. If we come to them, then we're taking on that responsibility, that role. And you're just a short drive to the local range to come compete. And so we're trying to improvise, adapt and overcome, as they say. Mm -hmm. It's just finding the right fit at the right time. Yeah, definitely. 
What are some other unique challenges that you guys have faced trying to put on these matches? Oh, man. Challenges are every day. <laughs> yeah. I'd say one of the biggest challenges is just learning as an able-bodied shooter <laughs> is learning how to work with a, uh, a disabled shooter because there's certain limitations to like Jeff, he can only turn a certain degree in one, one direction as opposed to the other way. And as being an able body with your disabled shooter, you're working together. So you have to be able to communicate when you're going down through that course of fire, what are your limitations and just learning new mm -hmm. things that everyday thing. It's like, oh, I've learned so much this past year and a half. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something that until so these guys will even hop in our wheelchairs and try pushing around just so they can see what that front wheel is doing and how it's turning in. Oh, you got to back up and then turn around before just turning straight. So for us, that's a daily occurrence. So we don't have to think about it. But when you're relying on your battle buddy to push you and pull you and maneuver you, your hands are on the weapon. You're, you're engaging the targets. And so like Brian said, to get both people in sync is going to take some practice. And at least to me, I think that's one of the cool things is that you can come, you don't have to have a buddy that is in a wheelchair or disabled. You can just come sign up and meet guys there that hopefully these friendships form. I talked to all of the guys that have been shooting in some of these earlier stages that we had. And it's great because we're going to hopefully develop some team tree while we're there. And then it's a little bit more motivation. The next time there's an event that's close by, you call your buddy up, Hey man, you want to go shoot this event? And that can really start forming some cohesive teams and really push one another. So mm -hmm. is there any kind of special gear that you guys not required to have, but that you guys use for the disabled shooter? Yeah. Um, don't think we're, we can talk about that just yet. Okay. Or is that right, Jeff? <laughs> Yeah, probably not. We're still figuring some things out and whatnot, but there is equipment that is being developed for us. And actually had this conversation come up last night. Somebody called and asked if they could use a 22 pistol. And so I talked to Jack, who's the batch director, and he said, absolutely. So it's one of those things that the gun, the equipment, you can kind of tailor it to yourself. This is a brand new sport. We don't want to put a whole bunch of limiting factors on it right now. We're just trying to get the word out about the organization, about what we're doing, and getting disabled shooters to different ranges to come out and shoot and just have a good time, enjoy the camaraderie, and hopefully develop some excitement about the sport. So equipment, it's really, your, like you said, you are your own limitation. Whatever you can think of, whatever you can imagine, as long as during registration, you show the match director or whoever's checking people in and they verify that it's good. I don't think, Brian, am I correct in saying that, that there's not really strict guidelines at the moment? No, I mean, our, our basic rule set is we go off of the normal everyday three gun rules mm -hmm. and regulations. So as long as they're following those rules and regulations, we'll, we'll go ahead and adhere to it. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. One of the really cool things about the Gundys this year, when Jerry McAluck won for Best Shooter, all the winners, they could pick a charity that they wanted to donate the proceeds to. I think it was $500. And he actually chose Battle Buddy 3-Gun. What was that like? Did it feel like an honor coming, especially from him? Brian, you were there. Tell everybody what it was like. It was a complete surprise. Jerry went up on stage. So I got my phone out to record him because he's a legend. I just want to hear him talk. I want to save it for later. Yeah. 
And then he announced that he was going to donate his winnings to Battle Buddy 3-Gun. And I was just like, did he just say Battle Buddy 3-Gun? <laughs> it took me by surprise. It took quite a few other people. As soon as he said that, I was getting text messages. Did he just say? Huh. There was people that were watching it online. It was, it was amazing to hear that. And we had originally met him at the Texas 3-Gun Championship in October. And that's when we kind of introduced him to Battle Buddy 3-Gun. He was seemed pretty keen on it then. And we kind of lost track and contact with him. And then we saw him again at the Gundy's. And it rekindled all the conversations. And he's actually going to be out at our match next Saturday to shoot it with us. Wow. That's amazing. I didn't realize that you were at the Gundy's. I was that girl that ate that spicy chip. Oh, the one that didn't want to? Is that yeah. The one? Okay. Were you the uh, one who cheered <laughs> that said, yeah, eat the chip, eat the chip? <laughs> no, I, that might have been Will. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was that girl. Although I didn't throw up. Okay. So unlike my opponent over there, and I ate the oh, whole thing. Good. Yeah. That's kind of unfortunate that I didn't get to meet you. I didn't realize that you were there. You didn't miss a whole lot. Yeah. You know, everybody says that and then they meet him and they're like, yeah, he's not that great. Yeah, they're like, so. womp, womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <it>. Exactly. <laughs> if a listener knows somebody who's disabled and they want to get them involved, how can they? Uh, the best way is just to shoot us an email at info at battlebuddy3gun.org. And that'll just go to our general account and one of us will respond. And we'll get them involved in where the next match is and sign up for our newsletter on our website, battlebuddy3gun.org. And we push out a monthly newsletter to let you know what we're doing, where we're going to be, what might be coming up next. Nice. And then what if somebody wants to host an event in their area? Same thing? Same thing. Yeah, just shoot us an email. Say, hey, we got a range. We're willing to have you guys. What do you need? And then we'll figure out everything. We'll, We'll figure out the logistics behind the scenes. Okay. And also, I think I read somewhere that you're going to be having your first national competition this year. We were trying to, but we haven't gotten our name quite out there as much as we want to yet. So yeah. we're just going to kind of stick with the, the local match feel for a little bit mm-hmm. and see if we can get a lot more people signed up and interest. And then, yeah, our goal is to have a once a year national championship to have people from all around the nation come in and shoot this. Yeah, that would be really cool. And then wrapping things up, do you guys have any future plans that you can share with listeners? Uh, So future plans, uh, we're trying to get everything locked down on our clinics. I know we may be in Missouri in April, and we're looking at Wisconsin in spring, Illinois as well. There's so many ranges that have reached out to say that they want us already, but getting everything scheduled and planned out due to the whole COVID and the travel issues is kind of putting a roadblock on things for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. If people want to find you on the interwebs, follow you on social media, where can they find you? Social media, our Instagram is BattleBuddy3Gun, and our website is BattleBuddy3Gun.org. If you guys are interested in helping us out, we are a nonprofit. We have our GoFundMe account up. If you want to check that out as well, we would be happy to have some donations from you guys. That would be much appreciated. And they can find that on your website? Yep, that is on our website, and it's also in our bio on our Instagram account. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, moving forward, IWI. You guys need to check out the Galil Ace if you haven't already. It's essentially a blend of an AK-47 and Volmet 62 and has been proven for reliability in harsh conditions all over the world. The updated ACE version from IWI is even better with a number of improvements over the original. To start, it's lighter. The reciprocating charging handle was moved to the left side for weak hand charging. It's built to really tight tolerances, so it's a lot more accurate than a traditional AK. Although I got to say, I've never really had issues with any of my AKs. 
There are a bunch of options, including rifle or pistol, and calibers are available in 762 by 39, 556, 54 by 39, and 762 by 50. You check those out as well as a bunch of other great products as well as their accessories. Remember, if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you get 15% off any of their accessories, magazines, swag, whatever. And that is at IWI.us. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. In this week's political AF, another sneaky gun control bill proposed. Most of us are rightly worried about the insane restrictions outlined in the piece of legislation known as H.R. 127 if it should pass. Another one that recently came up and is very dangerous is H.R. 880. This isn't the first time we've seen this bill, and just like when it was introduced last year, the whole goal of it is to put what is deemed acceptable to sell as firearms under the control of government bureaucrats rather than lawmakers. What the bill would do is repeal an exclusion of firearms from the authority of the Consumer Product Safety Commission. This would put control over what firearms and ammunition are quote-unquote safe up to deep state bureaucrats who hate the Second Amendment. The problem is this will be billed as having the intent of improving firearm safety and will see far less resistance than bills like H.R. 127. In the end, though, it will give unelected and unaccountable people the power to say a gun is unsafe and deny it for sale to the public. They could simply say that AR-15s or Glocks are unsafe and force a recall hurting manufacturers and consumers alike. Any accidental discharge could be used as an excuse. Unlike executive orders that can be undone by another administration, rulings by CPSC would be much tougher to repeal as they could make a questionable recall about the safety of the public and drag their feet for years. Definitely, guys, make sure that you write to your representatives and tell them absolutely not, because this definitely has the potential to be pretty dangerous. Manicore Arms. If you've got a Steyr AUG, you need to check out the upgrades from Manicore Arms. Everything is in stock right now, starting with the Talent Scope mounts, which actually just became available about a week ago. Gives you the look and the feel of the original scope mount, but it lets you use more modern 30 millimeter or one inch optics. And you definitely want to upgrade the charging handle. The Raptor charging handle gives you an ergonomic two finger grip horizontally from the gun for a more comfortable charge. And then, of course, there's the Manicore Arms Signature Switchback Charging Handle for that easy to grab and automatically fold out of the way magic. And don't forget the Brass Buster to deflect brass from weak hand shooting. Check those out along with a bunch of other great parts at ManicoreArms.com. And remember, you're not going to pay full price because you'll use the code GUNFUNNY15 and that gets you 15% off. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question is, should I carry a ported gun for EDC? I've heard they will blind you in low light. This actually reminds me of, I think it was the new Smith & Wesson MMP Shield Easy Performance Center edition, and it has a ported barrel. And I think I remember somebody actually commenting 
I think on Instagram or something. I'm not going to use that. That's just silly. It's going to blind you. And in my opinion, I think it's a huge myth that it's going to blind you in low light. There's very little flash difference visible to you in low light from a ported barrel compared to a normal one. A revolver will have a much larger flash visible around the cylinder in low light and it won't blind you. In fact, I don't think I've shot in the dark and I've never been blinded by any of the muzzle flash. As for choosing a ported gun, some people don't really notice much of a difference. It can depend a lot on the gun and the shooter as well. I personally never really notice a difference, but porting can definitely help reduce muzzle flip so that you can get back on target quicker. But I don't know. What are your guys' take on that? Have you guys had any experience with a ported barrel? I personally, I've never shot a ported barrel. Yeah, I, neither I, have I. See, I don't see how it would be too much a difference in low light anyway. Yeah. And a lot of the smokeless gunpowder is not going to put off that much flash anyway. Yeah. And it's also weird because I've done videos and I've taken pictures when I'm shooting extremely low light conditions. And in my picture or video, I can capture that muzzle flash. But as the shooter, I don't even notice it. Yeah, I think the, the light is just so quick. Your eye doesn't pick it up that well. Yeah. I would it say. It doesn't have enough time to register. Yeah. I would say I would honestly carry whatever you feel comfortable with, but I wouldn't refrain from carrying a gun that has a ported barrel just because you've heard that. Because in my opinion, I think it's a myth. All right, moving forward, primary arms. Obviously, they're not just a store that carries a bunch of optics. They have a bunch of other stuff. I was actually just looking at their website just recently. There's a ton of new stuff in. They have plate carriers, M-Lock 4Ns, bolt carriers, and a bunch of other AR parts, which I know right now is hard to come by. A bunch of surplus AK mags, and they even have concealed carry leggings for the ladies out there, which I might have to order a pair and try them out. It's really staggering to see how much stuff they have just in their new rival section. I would definitely recommend check them out. Don't just consider them a store for your optics but other stuff as well. If you do find a primary arms optic that you like, just remember if you use the code AVA, A-V-A, at checkout, you will get a free one-piece scope mount with every primary arms optic. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Springfield announces the Hellcat RDP and Hex Optics. I was actually fortunate enough to get one. I just got one two days ago. It was actually the day after they released it is when I got it. And I probably would have actually gotten it sooner, but it got stuck in the mail because with all the snow that the United States has been getting, it's funny, it was mailed from Illinois. And instead of going straight to Colorado, like it should have, the mail got mixed up and it ended up in California. Okay, well, I guess I'm never going to see that gun again. But they did redirect it from California. Then I finally got it. Anyways, I got to say, so when they first announced it, because I didn't know what they were shipping me, they just said, hey, are you interested in reviewing a gun? And I'm always up for that. When I saw the pictures when they came out, I got to say I was kind of disappointed. Oh, okay, it's just a Hellcat. Essentially, same gun. They just added a muzzle device and a new optic. But once I held it in my hand, it definitely felt better. I was definitely a lot more excited about it than just seeing a picture of it. It really hasn't changed that much. I think they redesigned the trigger. They added a new red dot, which I believe is made out of aluminum and an actual glass. And I'm pretty sure Hex Optics is owned by Springfield. Don't quote me on that. 
but I'll definitely have that figured out before I do my review. And then on top of that, they added a compensator and obviously a threaded barrel. I had a chance to shoot it today and my initial thoughts, so I probably put 75 rounds through it. And it's definitely kind of a snappy little gun. I don't think the compensator does anything. I think compensators are kind of hit or miss. I've had some experience with really great compensators, and then I've had some where it does nothing. And I kind of felt like the one on the RDP didn't really do anything. If anything, I think I liked the original Hellcat better than the RDP. But with that said, considering the size, so it's basically the exact same gun as the Hellcat, minus just a little bit of added weight to the front because of that compensator. But for a small gun, obviously, it's going to be snappy, but it's one of those things where I'm surprised more manufacturers haven't come out with a gun that's similar to the SIG P365 or the Hellcat. Because in my opinion, anytime somebody's looking for a gun for concealed carry, to me, those are the two guns that I usually recommend for people to try out because I think it's extremely important that you have a gun that's going to hold a lot of rounds. And with the Hellcat, I think it holds anywhere from 11 to 13, depending on the magazine. For such a small gun that's going to hold that much ammo is pretty impressive. And like any little gun out there, it is going to be kind of snappy. But obviously, you're not going to be thinking about that if you're ever in a self-defense situation. Can you shoot it well and be accurate with it? And if that's the case, then I'll gladly put up with the additional muzzle flip of the gun. I would say stay on the lookout for my review. It should be coming out this week, actually early this week, because this show comes out Monday. So my review should actually be coming out Monday, if not Tuesday. Be on the lookout for that. But if you guys want to check it out, head on over to springfieldarmory.com. MSRP on that gun is $899. And you can buy the optic separate, the hex optic. And I believe that retails for $299. One thing I will say about the optic when I was using it, I shot at an indoor range because it's snowing today, but apparently it adjusts the brightness on its own. So you can't do that. But I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see how it does outside because in my opinion, the red dot wasn't as bright as I would have liked it. And it also kind of seemed like when you were looking through the glass, it almost made the target zoom away. Normally, red dots kind of make the object seem a little bit closer, whereas I felt like this optic made the image seem like it was farther away, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I still have to play around with it a little bit, but those are my initial thoughts. But like I said, if you guys want to check it out, head on over to springfieldarmory.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF. And in this week's AF segment, Elon Musk jabs Jeff Bezos. Last Tuesday, the Washington Post published a hit piece alleging a slump in quality at Tesla after the CEO, Elon Musk, moved to Texas last year. Musk has been very vocal about the extreme lockdowns in California hurting the economy, as well as extreme regulations imposed under normal conditions. He also has spoken out recently about the dangers of social media suppressing one side, saying, if there's someone out there who wants to shut down one side of a debate or the other, we should resist that. The hit piece from The Post implied that Tesla was slipping with the CEO in Texas. Both Tesla and SpaceX, which Musk runs, also have significant operations in Texas. At one point this summer, Musk even threatened to move the entire Tesla production to Texas when Governor Newsom had continued to keep them restricted from operating. 
Tesla refused to comment on the piece. Elon Musk moved to Texas and embraced celebrity. Can Tesla run on autopilot? Musk himself responded with a single sentence, give my regards to your puppet master. This is an obvious reference to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, who owns the post. The two have had a feud brewing for years over ambitions and space between Musk, SpaceX, and Bezos' Blue Origin. Also, just recently, Musk took the title of richest man away from Bezos for a couple of weeks until Tesla dropped in stock price this week. I've said this before, Musk, he's definitely kind of grown on me a little bit, especially right now with the disgusting behavior from Amazon, who just continues to restrict free speech, and they also shut down Parler. I don't know. Yeah, good for him for speaking up and taking a stand and doing something a little bit different. All right, iTunes reviews. So this is the time when one of you guys will pick a lucky winner, either the first reviewer or the second reviewer, and they are going to win a goat gun. Have you guys ever heard of goat guns? I have not, no. They're these little miniature replicas of these guns. In fact, I was just, right before we started the show, I was just putting together, there's a little 1911 replica and it's pretty cute. It's like the size of my palm. They just look so realistic. The magazine comes out. You can add the little cartridges. And I don't know. It's pretty cute. But it's really fun to collect them. I don't even know how many I have. But they're coming out with all kinds of different stuff. So I would highly recommend check them out. But again, if you guys leave us a review, you have a chance to win one. Today's review is Ed Sketched Five Star Podcast. Five stars. Love this show. Perfect amount of information and entertainment makes my Monday shift a little easier to get through. Second review is C-A, I don't know, C-K-K-N-A-P-P, Chicknap, I don't know. Titled Awesome Show, five stars. I can't wait to catch the new episode every week. Ava always has a variety of people from the industry on her show, which makes every show different and interesting. As another female in the industry, I appreciate you and what you do, Ava. All right, so out of those two reviews, I want you guys to pick one lucky winner. Who wants to pick? Because I already know if I'm going to be like, hey, guys, just go ahead and pick. Jeff's going to pick one and Brian's going to pick 50, the other. 50-50, yeah. We'll yeah. go opposites, knowing us. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, go ahead. Well, I can certainly relate to uh, trying to make it through Monday. So I'm going to go with Ed Sketched. That Monday shift is getting a little easier. <laughs> nice. All right. If you could just go to gunfunny.com and click on the contact us form and then just send me a good mailing address and I'll get that out to you. And now it's time to wrap up. So guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to social media, the show, all of that good stuff. There's affiliate links. So if you're buying from Primary Arms or Palmetto State Armory or any of those, a really great way to help out the show is just click on affiliates and click on the link that you're going to go shopping and I get a small percentage of whatever you guys buy. You don't even have to donate money. Literally, it's just one extra step. If you do want to help the show and donate, though, consider becoming a Patreon, which means that you would donate to the show once a month, or you can make a one-time donation. Either way, it gets you access to our Facebook group, which is for Patreons only. It's a lot of fun in that group. Also, Blown Deadline's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron every month, a little bit more of an incentive to join. Wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, and Melissa Ridings. King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. He wants me to say that if Operator Tickles wants your opinion, she'll beat it into you. 
All right, Jeff, Brian, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, but I also really appreciate what you guys are doing out there. And I'm sure it's definitely changing a lot of people's lives. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can find you on the interwebs? Absolutely. Thanks for having us. First of all, we really appreciate yeah, being thank on the you. show. Absolutely. Our website is battlebuddy3gun.org and our Instagram is battlebuddy3gun. All right, cool. Well, guys, go ahead and follow them. And they also have a GoFundMe. So if you guys want to support, head on over to their website and support that. And on that note, we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>